Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 127, Stop with the Drama. It's June 30th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and so on. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Stop with the drama. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, drama is not fun and usually is never good. And at the same time, I think you'll be surprised at how common I think it is. I'll lay that out for you. And I do have some ideas that might be helpful to you in reducing the amount of drama that shows up in your life. Let's get going. If you are new to my content, I hope you will visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com. Enter my current giveaway and definitely download my free uh, emotional processing document right below the Newsweek logo. Here's my disclaimer. I am not a therapist or a medical health professional in any capacity. Nothing I say in this podcast or any of my content is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. If you are suicidal or right now listening to this podcast, you have been feeling for whatever amount of time hopeless, that life is too hard. I understand how hard life is. My request is that you call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Tell people, talk about it. People will help you and you do matter. You might not feel like you matter. I'm telling you, you matter. My next little piece is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I do have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting podcast platform rss.com and uh, eventually I'll have transcripts on my website as well. Currently they're on rss.com. Now stop with the drama. Oh my heavens. It seems to me that it seems to me we have some people who um, seem to, it seems like they enjoy drama. It just seems that way. Then there are the rest of us, or some of us, who simply like peace. And when I say peace, I mean P-E-A-C-E, peace. Peace and quiet, peace of mind, absence of drama. So in the dictionary, drama, as a noun, is, I'm using this definition, a state, situation, or series of events involving interesting or intense conflict of forces. Or it can also mean excitement or strong interest produced by an unexpected or surprising situation. I am not talking about theater, theater drama. 
I'm not talking about dramas that are movies or shows or films. I am not talking about that. I am talking about those situations, statements, actions, events in life that take away your peace or cause some type of interruption. And by the way, operating from love and affection as your way of doing life will absolutely, will absolutely, unfortunately, cause some drama. People will not like that. They will be irritated by your love and light and happiness. So you don't have to do something to cause drama, as I'll talk about. And there are definitely things you can do to reduce drama. And drama happens, unfortunately, wherever people are. So that means in families, at work, without, without question at work, in organizations, neighborhoods, associations, clubs, sports, you know, you name it. And, and drama will be higher in certain kinds of environments, for example, dysfunctional families. What will be very helpful to you, as hopefully if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you understand, the more you, you listening to this podcast, get your own mental and emotional fitness house in order, the more control you have over not only your thoughts and emotions and behaviors and your life, but you will also gain greater control in not being triggered and gain skills in being able to quell or reduce the drama. Hopefully you're looking at yourself as either a work in progress or hopefully a masterpiece in progress because we are all masterpiece in progress. Now, by the way, um, if you are a safe person for another human being, that could be a family member, your child, your sibling, it could be your best friend of five or 20 years or someone else, and you're not really all too schooled in that, I do have a podcast about being the safe person. And there can be, or I should say probably, there may be well likely to be some drama if you are the safe person for another. So when I'm talking about drama in this podcast, I've separated out. I'm not including drama from um, someone who you're the safe person for. That's covered in my podcast titled, When You Are the Safe Person. Hopefully, you are the safe person for someone else or multiple people, and it would be very, very, very valuable for your own mental and emotional health for you to understand the complicated dynamics of being the safe person for another person. And hopefully, you likewise have safe people in your life for you. I mean, so. So I'm not including that in this podcast because I already have a podcast about when you're safe, the safe person. So drama is never good. At least, I mean, drama that I'm talking about. And I think you know what I mean. I had a whole lot. I had actually many examples in my uh, original draft for the podcast. And it's just, there's just too much territory to cover. And I do think you really know what I mean when I say drama. It's those unpleasant, irritating, agitating, annoying things that make you unhappy. I mean, unless you're the person who likes drama, in which case this podcast is not for you. It's not for you. So I did eliminate all the examples because I think it's, you know what I'm talking about. Now, 
what I'm starting out with is the prevalence of drama or the statistics or the lay of the land that will give you the idea of the commonality of drama. So I'm saying, I'm asserting without any statistics per se, per se, uh, on drama because that's not something people are talking about or tracking and it would be almost impossible to track, I think. But I'm asserting it is extremely common. Now, um, so I'm going to give you some pieces that support that assertion. So I did talk in a, my smear campaign podcast about this edited volume that is titled Psychopathy, New Updates on an Old Phenomenon, the edited, edited by uh, Frederico Durbano, and that's found on Open, in Tech Open, I-N-T-E-C-H-O-P-E-N.com forward slash chapters forward slash 5701 in the title title, chapter titled The Impact of Psychopathy on the Family. And to distill down the numbers, they looked at antisocial personality and severe psychopathy, ran the numbers, did a ripple effect, which they attribute or extrapolate to be eight people in the ripple of a person who has severe psychopathy or antisocial personality disorder to come up with basically an estimated number of set over 70 million Americans who are impacted, which means drama. If you're dealing with someone who has severe psychopathy or antisocial personality disorder, that means drama. Drama is what they, that's what they create. That's what they do. So that number from the uh, book equates, according to what they've written, up, up to one-third of the American population. Now we're going to pile on and add some other areas of life or mental health conditions that carry with it some drama, some drama or a lot of drama. So one of the areas is alcoholics, which, by the way, by the way if you're catching up like me, we have to keep up, people. Uh, we don't call alcoholics purely alcoholics anymore. Alcoholics are now, as far as I can tell from what I read, we are now calling people that we used to say were alcoholics or had alcohol alcoholism. We are now calling them people with the alcohol use disorder, A-U-D, alcohol use disorder. Yeah, like, who knew? Like, oh. They don't, they don't, they do not keep sending out memos for us to keep up. So, but anyway, that is the term we use now, apparently. And according to what I read, that number is, is roughly 14.5 million Americans. So that's not including the ripple effect for alcoholics. That's just the raw number. And if we knew what the number of the ripple effect was for alcoholics, which is probably several to maybe up to eight, who knows, there we are again adding to the population. Another mental health disorder that we frequently do not discuss, but is extremely problematic and filled with drama, at least for the people that are impacted by it, is hoarding. And there's a very wide range on the statistic for hoarding in America between 5 to 14 million people in America. 
And I think that wide range is because it's a very closely held, closely guarded secret. You probably know people who are hoarders and you do not know that they are hoarders. At least that's my experience. I mean, I have met hoarders. I know hoarders. Uh, I'm also the kind of person people will tell secrets to and, you know, but there is a huge problem that causes drama for the family or other people. We're going to continue to pile on and add in domestic violence. Well, they didn't have statistics the way I would, would like or was looking for, so we're going to use the statistics that they provide, which is one in four women and one in seven men will experience in severe intimate partner physical violence in their lifetime. So that's spread out over a lifetime. I'm not sure what the number is per year. And let's not forget that that one in four women and one in four men does not include men and women who are in domestic abuse situations or relationships or marriages that are absent the violence. So there's a whole, whole mess of people who are in severely abusive relationships without the violence and nobody's counting them. There's really no way to count them. So if we start, and I couldn't do, I would love to do a Venn diagram. Unfortunately, we can't overlay the, these different areas because people who fall into any of these categories often have multiple other issues and they're not necessarily tracked separately. So hopefully you get the idea from this that there are a lot of people with certain issues that in and of themselves create drama and problems for the people in their lives, whatever the ripple effect number is. So to me, that's like, like a wow, like, wow, that's a lot to me. I mean, it's, I think it's, over the top. So let's turn now towards personality traits, behaviors, and sources. I'm calling it uh, traits, behaviors, and sources uh, for drama. And I think you'll find this interesting. So not having boundaries or someone violating your boundaries. Unreasonable or unrealistic expectations. Patience. That's simple. That doesn't mean a mental health problem, by the way. It's not unusual for people to have unrealistic expectations or to have unreasonable expectations. Standing your ground against a bully or bad treatment. Oh, next one's my favorite. Soul crushers. Yes, we have soul crushers. I have a whole podcast about that. Very sad, very tragic, but common. Perfectionists can cause drama. Lacking integrity, morality, or goodness. In other words, bad people, people without integrity cause drama. Operating from a false narrative. This also doesn't necessarily mean you have a a mental health disorder, but people will create false narratives when they cannot face the truth. Doesn't mean they have a mental health issue. And I think false narratives are probably more common than we realize because people have trauma 
and trauma bonding with their families where the bad stuff is going on and they don't want to admit to it. Breaking cycles can definitely cause drama, lies, deception, stealing, gaslighting, irrational thinking, oh, the green-eyed monster, jealousy, envy, and resentment. Low self-esteem can also be a source for some drama. It doesn't have to be, but it is one source in, in some cases. Negative thinking, projection, character assassination, and public humiliation, backstabbing, smear campaigns, low emotional abilities, domestic abuse, the personality traits of psychopathy, a psychopath, narcissist, sociopath, or other antisocial personality disorder, uh, entitlement attitudes, death and the aftermath of death can cause drama, especially when it happens in a dysfunctional family. Custody battles, divorce, being fired, or terminated, whether rightfully or wrongfully. Having a serious illness or disease can be a source of drama. Um, being disrespected, belittled, demeaned, or devalued. Being discriminated against or racism of any kind, lack of self-awareness, and being the scapegoat or put in a double bind situation or causing another person to be the scapegoat. So there's 30 or so sources for drama that are common, unfortunately. They're, they're you know, some more common than others. So we have lots of people who have mental health issues and we have behaviors, which are also very common. So you can see it's like a swirling vortex of why drama, in my opinion, is extremely common. So I want to stop for a moment and talk about the emotional elements of drama because if you were listening to the list I just gave, some of that stuff is, oh, so extremely painful, bitterly painful, you know, hurtful. Oh, it's the, it's the worst of the worst. Now, not all drama is. Some drama is kind of mild and not really a big deal. <clears throat> but so we have on, on the scale for drama, mild or very mild to over the top. Like, oh, I didn't even include like grandparent and child alienation. You know, that's like over the top, painful and bad, but it happens and it's, and it's going on. So for the emotional elements of drama, first of all, it falls, most of them, most drama falls under the umbrella of what I call the difficult emotions, anger, resentment, sadness, loss, grief, shock, deep pain, wounds, hurts. I mean, it's just none of it is the happy emotions. So in life, it's always best for you to identify the full lay of the land of your feelings and then set about the task of managing and processing your emotions, which, by the way, in society, we are not very good at. So to help you gain some skills, gain some traction, start building muscles on my website, on the homepage below the Newsweek logo, I have a free downloadable PDF, which at this point I'm on version 3.0. 
and it consists of a diagram and roughly nine and a quarter pages of word text giving suggestions and explanation and recommendations. Hopefully by next week, so this is, let me back up, this is a work in progress if you haven't heard my previous discussion about this. This is a work in progress that's I'm deconstructing my emotional processing and management abilities, which I've been told I'm extraordinary in, in that area. So I'm deconstructing an automatic process for that I use, just automatically, kind of I'm unconscious to it. And that's why we're on version 3.0. <laughs> Because I keep going, oh, how, can I, how did I miss that? Yeah, I do that. Yeah, how did I miss that? What's coming in version 4.0 is I'm kind of stretch it out and try to make it even more helpful for people who are really interested in learning how to do this, how to manage and process their emotions and make it more into a workbook to help people kind of move through the different pieces. So version 3.0 is up, version 4.0 is, is coming. I, mean, we, I don't know how many versions we're going to end up with, but this is very critical. If you don't manage and process your emotions, which by the way is the difficult emotions, you do not need help being happy. Nobody needs, I mean, who needs help being happy? Like nobody. But what we know from the research, which I found fascinating, is that they know that emotions you do not manage and process don't magically float away. They actually reside in your subconscious and unconscious mind and lay in wait to be dealt with. So your emotions kind of are demanding. And, and if you don't deal with them and they're just laying in wait in your subconscious and unconscious mind, according to the research, sometimes they will just explode. It will just be an emotional explosion. So, there's lots of negative emotions and painful emotions in much of drama. Not, not all. I mean, it's a varying degree. And you would do very well for your emotional and mental fitness to learn the skills. I have people looking for this on the internet. I've been looking for it for a long time. I can't find anything remotely close to what I've put on my website, which is why I put it on my website and it's free. Because this, if this is like one of the big missing pieces for mental health, which I suspect that it is, well, we know low emotional abilities and lacking emotional regulation is like the underpinnings for some addictions and, and suicide and lots of mental health problems. So let's get this out there and let's help people learn this. So that's what I have to say about that. And of course drama and being painful, you want to take advantage of psychoneuroimmunology, manage and process those emotions so that you are in, you know, making use of the mind-body connection because you can end up with health conditions and health and diseases from the research from emotional trauma and emotional situations. And I do have a podcast about neuroplasticity and psychoneuroimmunology that that touches lightly on what we know about diseases and, and viruses and things that can be uh, permissive in certain environments. So that's my little piece on emotions about it. 
Now, there are some areas in life that I think <laughs> and that I think are surprising sources of drama. I mean, to me, they're surprising. Maybe they won't be surprising to you, but they're surprising to me. And um, here's the list. So, and this, I, I will stand by this list because this, I, I've experienced drama for all of these reasons, which these are not bad things. Being happy and optimistic, thinking and dreaming big, going against the norm or being different, being well-liked or well-loved, being a good leader, being blunt or telling the truth, being highly functional in life, meaning you get through life with, without any problems, especially when bad, bad things happen. Oh yeah, people won't like that. Oh no. Triumphing over a soul crusher. Well, people will be happy you triumphed over the soul crusher, but the soul crusher and their little flying monkeys will be furious and create drama. Taking the high road. And being a person of character and integrity. Now, those are all very good things. I have podcasts on pretty much all of them. They're good things. But for people who lack love and affection or, you know, have certain issues, they're going to be jealous, envious, or resentful, or what have you, because of these great things about you. So drama can come from... Good things. I mean, like, how sad is it that I work with a woman who was so over the top mad that I was happy? I mean, we had a conversation about it, and I actually came up with a solution that would make her happier, and she, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that's really sad, but but it, it happens. So, and there are certain people, by the way, who thrive on drama, and it's some, for some of them, it's not that they thrive, it's that it is their M.O. Like someone with an uh, antisocial personality disorder, one of the hallmarks is they continuously and intentionally violate the rights of others. Well, that can cause drama. But anyway, people who are attention seekers will do things to create drama, to get attention. Certainly, without fail, without question, this is part of the package. If you are dealing with a psychopath, a narcissist, a sociopath, some other antisocial uh, personality disorder, and some, a few other mental illnesses, uh, people who can't control themselves and become fueled by the green-eyed monster. I mean, some some people, this, they just turn into this green-eyed monster. They cannot help themselves. And by the way, when, when people turn into the green-eyed monster, they usually usually almost always throw themselves under the bus so you don't need to push them like you just be concerned about being a good person and keeping your karma clean the universe will take care of the rest and then there are people who don't fall into any of the other descriptions I just gave who are just kind of troublemakers so they like to stir the pot and they're they're usually not of good character now if um you or someone you know or love is in either an abusive relationship or marriage without violence or they're in domestic abuse that's the, the abuse with the violence uh, this is really a drama laden drama packed 
area of life. It's very problematic and it's a higher level of drama, in my opinion, because of the nature of the abuser. The nature of the abuser is to cause harm, hurt, control, have power over, etc. So it's really, there's a, in my opinion, frequently, a lot of drama and very painful. So if you're in a domestic abuse situation with or without the violence, I have some podcasts that will help you don't give up. I know it's hard. And if you are not in domestic abuse or domestic violence, but you're, you notice this drama can be a telltale sign. You know, if, if someone's being isolated, that's a telltale sign. If there's a lot of drama, you know, going on with a certain person or certain situations, you might go, hmm, I wonder if there's domestic abuse going on. Because there very well maybe It can be a tell. All right. So the other area where there's a lot of drama is where there is trauma. Now, in society, it seems to me that we are not talking about trauma to the level or degree that I think we should be, because how it seems to me, based on what I'm learning, is pretty much almost everyone has had some one or more forms of trauma, whether in their childhood or later in adult life. So we're not talking about betrayal trauma, betrayal blindness, trauma bonding, and the things that would be of value to people. So if there's drama, it it could be domestic abuse or violence, it could be a mental health issue, could be the things I already talked about, or it could be trauma. Sometimes in dysfunctional families or relationships or marriages or even work environments, when there's a trauma-laden situation, and we do have uh, institutional betrayal as a form of trauma, um, and someone stands up for themselves or someone calls out the abuser, that can cause a tremendous amount of drama. Just as much as if you are in a situation, whether it's at work or family or marriage or what have you, and you break a cycle of abuse or break a cycle of of a bad behavior or pattern that's not serving you, um, people will get really upset with you because they like the status quo. And so, so when drama happens, if you're committed to no drama or extremely low drama, these are kind of telltale signs. Hmm. I wonder if there's, you know, a trauma. I wonder, you know, because trauma and drama, in my opinion, are closely married. I already mentioned the green-eyed monster that I have a podcast on. We do not typically talk about people being jealous, envious, or resentful, even if we recognize that's what's going on. And we certainly do not typically call people out on it. No, we don't. And that would be helpful. But, but Understanding this can help you figure out who to avoid and figure out ways to bring down drama because that's the goal. Turn down the volume of drama. Now, I already mentioned breaking cycles, but this this can be very painful. Uh, If you are breaking, say, um, a pattern or a cycle that really doesn't serve you, 
sometimes or most times people are not going to be happy with you. Now there are times you can break a cycle and you've kind of stepped away from the people unrelated and you can just kind of start something new on your own. When you break a cycle you can always start something new or you usually do start something new. And just forewarning you, breaking cycles means you've learned a lesson and you're not going back to allow abuse or you're not going back to allow whatever. And uh, you do start something new, but people frequently will create drama about that. So uh, that's what you should know. Now, there will be situations where you have kind, kind of where you're blindsided by drama and that I'm calling unexpected or unpreventable drama. So, um, and, and that's also part of life. And this would be drama that you have like nothing, you have no skin in the game for. You just, you're dumbfounded, you're shocked, you're bewildered. Uh, you were just like head down minding your own business and whether it's because someone got triggered by your success or your happiness or you found the love of your life and now people are really jealous or whatever, sometimes you will be blindsided by a little drama that you just, you just didn't see coming because sometimes... <laughs> You know, your life will go a certain way and then you'll really figure out who is drilling holes in your boat. Mm -hmm. Like you could be blindsided by that, too. So it's, it's drama's never good. Those are like some of the main key areas. And so what, are, what, what do I recommend? Well, first of all, if you're dealing with drama, it's really great to stop, pause, reflect and contemplate like what is really going on what is the dynamic and I will, will say that I'm so busy living my life that I mean I broke a bunch of cycles in the last um since January I would say although some of them have been coming one of the cycles is like coming and coming and um and it just, I'm so head down living my life, enjoying myself and doing my own thing that I wasn't really paying attention. So if you notice drama, just kind of stop, pause and figure it out what's going on. And, and what can be very helpful is psychology. Hopefully in my podcast, you're getting the idea that research and psychology, two separate items can be wildly helpful and powerful in life. But if you're the safe person, well, that could be a source of drama. You know, what is going on? Are you the scapegoat? Are they the scapegoat? Do you have all the facts? You kind of really have to sort it all out. You might have to go on a fact-finding mission. I mean, I'm a diehard fan of get the facts, lay the facts out, and let's make sense of the facts. Because if you're using facts and you're using logic and you're using a little bit of psychology, you can pretty much make sense of most things. And I like things to make sense because I'm a rational thinker. Um, anyway, so you're going to have to sort it all out. What that means, well, you'll have to decide. But once you have it, have clarity, then you can develop an appropriate action plan, which may mean breaking a cycle. It might mean, you know, it might mean doing nothing. It might mean... I'm going to sit back and watch and observe and see what happens. Or now I'm kind of, oh, like there was this person I started kind of noticing their behavior towards me a year ago. And then this year, you know, like sometimes you have to kind of take a wait and see, but sort it out. Then you'll make a decision whether it's do something now or not. Now, 
when you have drama, especially if you're committed to, to low or no drama, I mean, I hope you're going to be committed to low or no drama. Why would you want drama? Um, you might have to cut people off. Now, I am not a fan of cutting people off. And at the same time, I have cut a few people out of my life and off because their behavior was problematic and painful and they would not, and they would and they persisted when someone keeps hurting you and they know you're they're hurting you that's probably not somebody that's good for you well in my book in my view it is not but i'm i'm the home of second chances third chances lots of chances so and and you have to be very careful now this by the way does not apply to your children if you have children and you're the parent, you need to get yourself in order. And and I can't I can't really even think of a situation that would be appropriate to cut your child off unless they were a drug dealer that stole from you and you were in danger. And and by then, by the way, do a fundraiser and get them in rehab or, you know, but most of the time I cannot find most of the time. I'm not saying 100% but there are very, very rare instances where a parent should ever cut their own child off. Now, we do have parents who cut their own children off because they get offended, because the children do not do, and I mean adult children, do not do what they expect or do not do what they want. Or, you know, there's some, uh, they live some type of lifestyle that the parent doesn't approve of. That's just not okay in my book. So cutting people off does not apply to your children unless there's some, very unusual situation, but you may have to cut people off and so be willing to do that. I mean, you don't have to do that, but it can be very freeing if you want to reduce or eliminate drama. All right. So the power of assertiveness. Well, I do have a podcast about assertiveness. I am a diehard fan of assertiveness. And I was telling someone the other day, some little vignettes of things I had said and done before I went to college and they went out like boy you really are assertive I said well why would I do something that I don't want to do like you know like assertiveness is not about harming other people and it's not about being aggressive but in the area of drama assertiveness is it's not a superpower but it's it's kind of up there as a superpower in the area of drama well, it could actually be one of the superpowers, but anyway, so when it comes to drama and life, it can be very helpful to say with clarity, that's not my problem or not my circus, not my monkeys. And I say that to people because why would I take on someone else's problem? I'm willing to help people like nobody's business. I will probably do more than most people to help a stranger or someone else, but I don't take on other people's problems. I will empower someone. I will cheer someone on. I will help them learn skills to deal with their problems, but I don't make other people's problems my problems. And that's a very assertive position to take but why would you take and make someone else's problems your problems? Well, you can, but you don't have to. And it's very, it's very, very freeing. 
So that so assertiveness, put that on your list. That'll really, really help you. So if you have a commitment, I have some final suggestions. Um, if you have a commitment to having little or no drama in your life, then these are the areas that will help you. You will never get rid of 100% of drama because you cannot control other people. Hopefully you wouldn't want to either. I mean, thankfully, of all the issues I have, control issues is not one of them. Um, although I kind of swim in a pool where everybody has control issues and everybody has trust issues, which, you know, I don't fit into. But, but working on these areas in particular will give you skills and abilities that empower you to help you reduce drama. Number one is self-awareness. And by the way, so I'm going to backtrack and say, I'm to the point now where I have podcast titles and a full 25 to 50 minutes or an hour on each different thread. So therefore, I'm not going to keep repeating what I've already done an entire podcast on because that seems redundant. So number, number one is self-awareness. Two, have love and affection in your life and be well-loved. While this will become a source of drama because people will be jealous, envious, resentful, and just some, sometimes in some cases just hate you, so what? You want to have love and affection fully, squarely in your life without fail, without question, and you also want to feel and know that you are well-loved. Like, tell the other people to go jump in a lake if they're upset because you're, you're well-loved or you have love and affection. Number three, have emotional management and processing skills. And when I say that, what I mean specifically is get the free PDF. It's free on my website and start, look at the diagram, look at the nine plus pages. And then in a week or so, you'll get version four, which will give you more of like a worksheet, a workbook type thing to kind of walk you through step by step to help you even more. That will change your life. I promise you that will change your life forever once you learn it. Okay, number four, rational thinking. Oh, yes, rational thinking. Why are we not talking about rational thinking every day? I don't know, but we're not. Standalone self-esteem, and yes, standalone self-esteem is my own made-up term. I think I've kind of uh, acquiesced to the fact that I am probably going to have to do a sheet on my own made-up terms. I am acquiescing that I'm going to have to add some basic psychology to the emotional processing and management um, workbook. It's going to be called a workbook. Because there are things like splitting. You need to understand if you are going to manage and process your emotions, if someone has split you, that's a huge impact on managing and processing your emotions. But who knows what splitting is? So anyway, standalone self-esteem, character and integrity. Always be a good person. Always, always, always. Yes, some people will cause drama because you're a good, good person. Well, so what? Really, so what? If if that's why someone causes drama and it's something that's good about me, why would I even care? I feel sorry for people who do that stuff. Like, I feel bad for them. I want to think, I, I think to myself, 
get a life, you know, that's very sad. But we have sad people who don't have skills and abilities, and that's part of what they do. Healthy boundaries will cause a little drama, but they will keep you safe. They will keep you healthy. They will help you in so many ways. Assertiveness skills, I mentioned. Emotional intelligence, which is the large umbrella for emotional skills and abilities, but emotional intelligence involves more than just identifying, managing, and processing your emotions. So emotional intelligence is the huge umbrella term that everything else dealing with emotions falls under. And it's very interesting. Uh, be up to something creating your own life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. What What else would you want to do? You want to just drift along, just drift along in life? That's fine. If you are happy drifting along in life, then good. Then that's good. But here's the rub. Most people aren't happy. So if you want to take control of your happiness and you want to have a certain life, why not create your own life? Why not be up to something? Okay, operate from abundance, not from scarcity. Self-care will be huge if you're dealing with drama. Well, okay, I have to tell you, I'm a diehard fan of self-care. And if you just walk around anywhere in the world and, and in society, you will see you could just kind of do your own little random survey. How many people look like they're taking care of themselves? Well, you, you come up with your own numbers. Oh, self-compassion. Oh, yes, 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 please. Embrace your own imperfections. Embrace them. It will give you a lot of freedom and power. And it feels better. Like, mm. Okay, I've already mentioned understanding a little bit about basic psychology. I'm not talking about going to get your PhD or anything fancy. Um, next is, and by the way, I didn't even know until a couple years ago this was a thing. I call it generating your own happiness. And what I mean is being happy completely separate from your circumstances. And what I just realized in the last month or two, month maybe, is that if I hadn't had that skill early in life, I would have had a lifetime of depression and anxiety and really, really bad stuff, really bad stuff. So you can learn to be happy completely separate from your circumstances. And my last suggestion is, I know I'm laughing, you don't even know what I'm going to say. Oh, some of you do is no matter what happens, no matter what the drama is or who does what to you or whatever, my really hard and fast rule is do not let anyone ruin you or ruin your life. Do not give away your power. Do not let any circumstance, situation, person, smear campaign or whatever ruin you or your life. Because let me tell you, if anyone ruins my life, it will be me. And since I haven't done it up till now, I'm not planning on doing it and I won't do it because <laughs> I happen to know I have self-discipline. So that should give you some ideas of where to get to work. If you get to work in those areas, guess what? You will feel amazing. You will have shored up and stitched up your emotional and mental health fitness, which is the bomb. Like it is the bomb. It, you want to feel good? 
those are the things to work on. So drama is very common. Your takeaways, drama is very common. There are many things that you have no skin in the game for, if not many. And there are things, though, that you can do to, to recognize drama and step away from it and focus on your own self, growth and development. I hope you will share this podcast on social media and turn, let's all start to turn down the volume on drama. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 127, Stop with the Drama. I hope you received some new ideas on how to live your life to minimize drama because drama is never fun. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. And definitely, I would appreciate it if you would share this podcast on social media so we can all work together to bring the drama down, reduce the drama. That's it for now. Hang in there. I love you. Take care.